Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Open Investigation and Discussion. I'm your host, Belle. And I'm your co-host, Keith. And today I'll be talking about some important general elections over the course of PAP's history and their significance. This topic will be split into two episodes so it's easier to digest. Let's get into it and Open Investigation. Let's start way back in 1955 when the PIP first entered the political scene. If you recall from a few episodes ago, the LF or Labour Front was the leading party and PIP was just a small opposition party. PAP was known for having Western-educated Chinese members, and in the GE, they proposed minimum wage, free education for children up to 16, and maternity and medical leave. And those things are still in place today. Exactly. And they're also thinking for their people. When we talk about the beginnings of PAP, we obviously have to talk about... Lee Kuan Yew. He brought fierce debates in parliament, which gained recognition, and Lee was promoted to leader of the opposition. Lee continuously pushed for policies that would reform domestic politics and would actually be beneficial for the public and this was how they began to spread their influence. Next GE was 1959 and we briefly talked about this in a previous episode. This was when the PAP was going through the internal battle with the communists who eventually broke away and created BS. Yup. However, many stood with Lee and were able to pull together a united front to win the majority in parliament. Because of the PAP's overwhelming support, the chief minister resigned to let Lee become the first prime minister of Singapore. In GE 1963, many opposition parties contested for seats and the competition was very fierce, but PAP still managed to win all the seats. The two main contestants were BS and the United People's Party, and both parties were made up of ex-PAP members. And because they were made up of ex-PAP members, it highlights how only the PAP members are relevant and will be relevant for the next few decades to come. The next few GEs are in phase two where PAP wins over and over again, and while opposition was still fierce, it slowly died down until phase three, where at one point from 1981 to 1991, there were four opposition MPs in parliament. However, the opposition seats dropped to two following the next three GEs after GE 1991, after Go Chok Dong took over as PM as people liked his new way of governing. Though it was also during this period where the pattern of PAP winning less than two-thirds of the vote share emerged. GE 2001 saw an overwhelming support for the PAP because of the terrorist attacks and the public ran to PAP for safety. I didn't know there was a terrorist attack. The late Lee son, Lee Xianlong, took over as PM in 2004, but his two predecessors still had a large influence in parliament and still held parliamentary roles. Thus, Go Chok Dong could be seen as a seat warmer for Lee Xianlong, who many see as somebody who got like a free pass into parliament because of his father-son relationship. Relaxations of laws that enforce strong action against slander or defamation came when Lee entered office to increase freedom of speech. Though on the contrary, Lee's political opponents still received defamation lawsuits, which is largely counterintuitive, but I digress. Though this is important because it may provide an explanation for GE 2011. Now, GE 2011, what a turning point. Let's start with some context first. This year, the new 4G or fourth generation of leaders were introduced. The first gen was early PAP, the second gen were the MPs during phase 2, and 3G leaders were those under Go Chok Tong. 4G leaders are thus the ones who are under Lee Xianlong. 4G leaders include many that we know of like Hong Sui Kiat, 
who recently resigned as deputy prime minister and Lawrence Wong who many of us know him as the one who brought us all the different COVID policies. Many of the old guard left including the two ex-PMs with an implicit meaning that the government will be able to start taking a new approach to governing since the two older influences are gone. There were more NCMP and NMP seats up for grabs and the constituencies were redrawn. Oh, uh, why would they do that? Well, it's kind of sketchy because the PAP can redraw the constituencies based on voters and it's a strategic way to gain more votes. So if they know they have many supporters in one area and less in another one, they can break up the area. They already know they have like so many people who like them and one will vote for them so then they like move, move it to the other one. Oh. Yep, this time opposition parties focus more on succession as well, and we'll have an entire episode just on succession. So it was really like a start to a new era. Furthermore, the world just went through an economic recession and many Singaporeans were still dealing with the repercussions, despite Singapore emerging as one of the world's leading economies. There was a widening income disparity, inflation was slowly going up, HDB prices went up, and there were cultural tensions between local and foreign workers as locals say foreign workers were taking their jobs and resources. But the locals failed to see that foreign workers also take the jobs that Singaporeans don't want. To add fuel to the fire, PAP bullied the opposition and filed libel and defamation lawsuits against them and destroyed the opposition's reputation. Wasn't that one of the dangers of one state dominant parties? Correct. So in turn, it actually damaged their own reputation because the public thought the PAP was better than using those outdated methods to win seats, yet they still did it. Seeing the situation tilt out of their favor, Lee Kuan Yew came out to argue that the quality of living increased and Lee Sien Long came out to apologize to the public so as to calm their anger. But it comes to polling day and PAP barely wins the majorities in GRCs and SMCs and won only 60.14% of the vote share, which was one of their worst performing GEs, even though they still had 81 out of 87 seats. In addition, the Workers Party won Ajuni GRC, making them the first opposition to win a GRC. And many political big shots were voted out of the parliament like Ong Ye Kun. Really? Yep, and Cham Si Tong and JB Jirai Yetnam, who were both the first opposition positions in parliament. This GE really showed how being out of touch with voters can cause the PAP major harm and the fact that they didn't do anything to like address the citizens' economic concerns made them seem elitist and arrogant and they failed to adapt. They just let PM Lee come out to apologize to the public. Let's end the episode here before it gets too long and I won't ask for your thoughts so save them for the next episode where we will be discussing GE 2015 and 2020. Now let's close, close investigation. investigation.